You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, uh, it's been a while, but welcome back to episode 8 of the Hockey Heaven podcast. Uh, now that the cup finals are over, we can, you know, look towards the offseason and, you know, kind of talk about what happened and uh, what we what we think is going to happen in the draft here. So just a little schedule for the episode. We're going to talk about some of those trades and signings that have happened. Uh, maybe some of the rumors. We're going to, you know, touch up on the cup final just super briefly, and then we're going to finish up the episode with uh, the first round mock draft, just, you know, my take on it, and then I guess uh, Zane and Ben will chime in with their opinions and thoughts. So if you're really interested in the draft that's happening on Friday and Saturday, uh, yeah, just stay tuned for the last half of the episode and uh, for our thoughts on it. So with that being said, let's jump into it here. Uh, Blues and Seven, guys, that was pretty, that was quite the series. That was an awesome Stanley Cup final. Yeah, it was, was fantastic. Almost ruined by the refs. <laughs> well, but what, what, what it, would you I expect? mean, if you're a Boston fan, if you're a Boston fan, it kind of was in a way, right? You could argue that, I mean, if that call wasn't made, then maybe they win that game and they just didn't even need to go to a game seven. So Who cares? It's Boston. Bye-bye. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you. If that crying Marshan picture was worth everything. Some that guy made a meme. my favorite picture. Ever. Some guy made a meme of that where he was licking himself, crying. Oh, I saw that too. It was perfect. It was perfect. It's just so yeah. nice. To it see was. Boston it was on the. It was on the Habs Reddit, and I was just like, "Man, that is perfect. I that love is it. absolutely I love perfect." It. But no, you gotta, you gotta be happy for the city of St. Louis, right? Like, fifty-two years and it's over. It's yeah, incredible. that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Really, them. really happy for him. I want to touch on a really cool stat, though, because this finals was almost perfect for a Habs uh, fan because not only did, you know, the Leafs get swept in the – or not swept, uh, beat in the first round uh, and the Bruins lost in heartbreaking fashion, but with the Bruins uh, – or with the Blues winning the Stanley Cup final and ending their 52-year drought, it puts the Toronto Maple Leafs yes. in sole possession of the longest streak without a Stanley Cup. So – it just brings uh, a little smile to my face. No, I'm we are so, no. tied for either second or third. And the Leafs sure are 52. One. 52 years for Leafs, which oh. I think is the longest. So. And we're coming up on 50 this year. Yeah, so you're you're a couple you're right. you're just a couple years shy there. The big 5-0 for Vancouver. Hey, maybe it ends this year. Big 5-0, New Jersey's <laughs> new year. Let's go. All right. Well, with with the Blues win, maybe let's transition kind of into the, some of the offseason stuff. Um, where, where do you guys think the Blues and the, the Bruins go from here, just quickly? Like, what do you think the offseason looks like? I know the the, the Blues got to sign Bennington, so uh, is that their number one priority, that you guys? Has, think? Pretty much, yeah. Priority, you yeah. give him the Matt Murray contract that he got after winning the Cup for Pittsburgh, and, you know, you see how the next three years plays out, and yep. he, he gets his contract based on uh, how the three years plays and not 
not yeah. a big contract off this one. Yeah, I think the only thing the Blues got to do is just they got to get rid of that Jake Allen contract. Uh, yeah, well, he's making what? Four, 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 and half, almost, four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half, yeah, for the Ooh, next two yeah. years, I think. So maybe like Ottawa would take that contract or something. I don't know. I mean, Ottawa's um, got to take a bunch of heavy Everyone wants to so. dump their contracts to Ottawa. It's really, really funny. Yeah, it, it puts Ottawa in a unique situation. Maybe they can take advantage and get some picks for this year because it's a good draft this year. So. Well, and it's, they're under pressure to get above that cap line. Like, they have to. Yeah. yeah. It's also like uh, everyone sending their bad trades to Edmonton because Australia was there. Now everyone goes to <laughs> Minnesota because of Fenton. Yeah, I think that's really yeah, funny. That's yeah. really, really funny. How the um, tides shift. Yeah, I know. He, well, I mean... Can you blame people? Those trades that he made were kind of pretty suspect. Like the Granlin one. Very and, uh, suspect. Then that Jason Zucker for Besser rumor was just ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, Jim what? Benning just hangs up the I could e- Yeah, exactly. Good, I was like, good. I couldn't even imagine. Like, uh, it's just the, retarded. Just what, 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 what is going through your mind to just like, hey, what do you think about Jason Zucker for, <laughs> for, for Besser? Besser? That being said, I wouldn't mind Jason Zucker, but... Obviously, nowhere <laughs> yeah, near the asking price. No, no. Yeah. I would not mind a Jason Zucker as well, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good player. He's he's very underrated. Absolutely. I thought he had a very good quote too. He was he was quoted saying that he just wants to, all he wants to do is play for a team that wants him. So Jason, why don't they want him? I don't understand that. Just because he dropped from like I think 30 they want thirty season. I think they want some assets, like some younger assets, and like he's their only player that has trade value, probably right. So. I mean, Jake sure. Vertanen. Jake Vertanen. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go into uh, some of the signings that actually happened. Uh, or do you guys want to start with trades? What, what's more interesting? It's all like, interesting, man. I'm, I'm so okay, excited. Let's go so... trades. Let's go trades. Because trade, okay. we're talking about GMs and, like, let's yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So the first one that happened was the Gudis for Niskan trade. I think it was just straight up. Um, some salary or attention sprinkled in. Yeah. Yep. So a lot of people were quick to jump on the uh, how Philly fleeced um, Washington. But if you look at a lot of the advanced stats on Niskan this last year and what the Capitals are trying to do is shedding salary and stuff, I actually think this trade was pretty good for, for Washington. Um, I don't know if Niskan's the same guy he was a couple years ago. We'll see this year with Philly, but... Um, I think shedding that salary for Washington was pretty big. So. Yeah, that's that's what it was for. And Gudas is who he is, but yeah, he's a physical guy. He brings yeah. us, you know that threat in the blue line. He's not some awful. Penalties, but yeah, he's he's serviceable. He's serviceable serviceable. number five six guy. I actually kind of like what Philly's done, and not only with this Niskanen deal, but with the the Justin Braun one as well. They have a lot yeah. of young, yeah. puck moving yeah. defensemen. Uh, you know, Provorov, Go, Sanheim. Um, Morin as well. Like they have a couple other guys. You know, they Myers, brought in some. Yeah, they brought in some defensive veterans who are really going to help stabilize that group. And I think that's what they really needed. They need to get some good defensive bodies in front of Carter Hart, who's going to be you know entering his second NHL season next year. This is. Yeah. This is actually not bad for the Flyers. Yeah, they're old. Yeah, they might not be as good as they were, but. I don't think they acquired them for what they were. They acquired them for what they're going to be, and and that's uh, you, uh, key difference. Yeah, that's true. You mentioned ghosts though, and they're it sounds like they're pushing to get rid of him. Yeah, that's really interesting because I mean, especially for, as coming from the Habs perspective, because he's been linked to the uh, Canadians for a couple weeks now. 
So the biggest need on the Flyers was their right side, right? And they just traded for two right-handed defensemen. Mm-hmm. And that solves a big problem for them. So I think that we're going to hear the ghost rumors kind of die down now because I don't really see a need to trade him right now. I didn't see a need in, in the first place. I think he's a I good agree. defender that puts up points. I don't well, know why he was they, ever they have up. They have Provorov, Samheim, Myers. Uh, they have another guy too. I'm yeah, but he's got to be, he's gotta be the Yeah, sure. You, you have Moran, guys but... down the pipeline, but you trade the guys down the pipeline, not up the well, pipeline. Well, no, no, no. They're like, yeah. I think that they're, they're, they're saying that they're kind of ready to step in now. Like, They've, they're, they've, it's been a couple years, right? So maybe and Ghost is like kind of disappointed the last two years. He only had a thirty-nine point season, and then he had he had a, a slow start, but then he really picked up towards the end of the year. I I really mm-hmm. don't see a need to trade Shane Gosper. I I don't either. I just love to see it because it'd be exciting. But um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I really like the plan and like the vision that um, Chuck Fletcher has done with uh, the Flyers and. Um, I think he's made the team better. So it's going to be interesting to see if he makes any more moves on draft day because I don't think he's done. I think that they're going to make a couple more moves. The mm-hmm. only thing I don't like that they did, uh, maybe we can just quickly transition into the signing here because it's kind of the same thing, is that Kevin... Oh, again, oh here's where they might have no, no, the pooch. It's not don't like. Yeah. That is a horrible contract. Yeah, that's pretty bad, right? And that's... it raises the market to a ridiculously high level too like it's just Matt Duchesne stupid. is licking his fingers right now not even Duchesne well well you think it's just gonna be a snowball effect right like let's say because this means that Duchesne can get like what 10 million which means what is oh, Marner no, gonna no. get right whoa, 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 whoa. slow down no one's paying well, Matt Duchesne 10 ah uh, dude I don't they know just pay Kevin I Hayes think... What what he, what is he what is seven? Seven, seven point one four yeah. So how does Duchesne not get close to ten? He gets n- he gets he, nine no, five. You still get nine. How, okay, what is what is Kevin Hayes's uh, career year? What is fifty six points? Yeah, it's not great. We all know it's seven, not great. Seventy seventy two on Duchesne. Come on, he's not getting I, ten. I would be shocked if he got ten. There's only like five players in the league okay, making well, ten. I, I think twenty more points than Hayes, right, is probably worth around one point five million more. Tw- maybe two one point seven five two million more. Two million. So that's like nine. And then it, there's always a free agent overpay, right, when people are bidding for a guy. So I don't think ten's unreasonable. The caps aren't even going up like four million dollars. It's only going up two or three. That is true. But that look, is but, true. But, but because they paid Kevin Hayes. Like someone's gotta look at him and be like, oh yeah, we, you know we're gonna offer him nine point five, ten million dollars. Like it's gotta be nine point five because this Hayes signing at least like is it's at least nine and a half. Does anyone know How? who his agent is? Uh, I don't. Because I want I want him to be my agent for my next work contract. <laughs> oh wait, Hayes is Hayes is agent? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that is. How in um, the world? But yeah, no, did he did they a good job. Do that? How? How? Like. Why? Can anyone explain to me why in the world they would give him that contract? Yeah, I have no I idea. I guess man. Philly That's just saw so him much. And was like, this guy is going to be the perfect second line center for us. Hardly. Second line, but third they line have. Okay, who's their first line center? Is it Giroux or is it Couturier right now? Uh, I think it's Couturier playing center, right? He's okay, Couturier. Can... Who's their second line center? They have Patrick. Who's isn't he a center? Yeah, yeah. So Patrick and then Hayes. What is Kevin Hayes doing on that? Maybe they're trading Patrick. What are they doing? Oh yeah, maybe maybe they're gonna maybe they're trying to win. 
I don't know. Patrick, so I was just, anyone? I was just, I was just complimenting. Um, I was saying you were pumping their tires. And I was like, hold on. I was on, just boys. pumping we their gotta, tires. We gotta, we gotta. Let me, talk let me, about let, me let me roll this back here. I like what they did with their defense. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with their forwards. They got a whole bunch of good young guys too. Like, um, they got uh, Morgan Frost coming. Um, who's the little guy? Joel Faraby. Um, there's there's some players coming, right? So, they're Carter Hart uh, net. Like they have Carter a core. Hurt. They had yeah. the cap space. That was yeah, the Travis guy they Konechny. wanted, yeah. I guess. Like, but why? Sure, why, why? but for seven years, so that might strand weird. you later on. Oh no, right, no, well, it will strand them later on, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, I think it will too. It might strand them in three years. How, how many years is it? Seven. Seven. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The old seven, seven by seven. Year, no, seven years, fifty million dollars, not forty nine. So insane. All right, well, let's jump into the uh, – there's another trade. Uh, Oli Mata got traded to the Blackhawks for uh, Cahoon in a fifth, I believe. So what do you guys think about this one? Oli Mata is a pylon. I agree. Thank you. <laughs> he's a pylon or a Band-Aid? Bro, he, he's a pylon. He's he, shouldn't a pylon. Even be, he shouldn't even be in the NHL anymore. Really? He's a yeah, pylon. he's terrible. He's, he's terrible. Is it because just... of his injuries or is it because – Yeah, he can't skate. He can't, he can't, yeah, he can't move anymore. He's so terrible. do you think if he he got healthy he'd be fine or is it just like this is it's it no I think this he's is done. him now I think he's done how old yeah, is I he think... he's, he's on the other side of 30, he's young no no he's, he's only young 24 really? 24 25 what I got you hold on keep hold talking on. I got yeah, it I got sure? it I got is very it. young uh, who am I why the fuck did I think he was thirty well the guy's wow I I assumed he was thirty and he's already broken down at twenty four like. Yeah, he, that's why I was not gonna make it. Yeah, he's, he's like, twenty-four. He's not gonna make it to thirty. So he's twenty-four. <laughs> three, three more years left on his deal at four million dollars a year. I mean, it's a decent Oof. contract, but the guy. I think this was a massive. Is... I think this was this was a massive win for the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, Blackhawks, for the Blackhawks. The, uh, oh, oh, the no, Penguins. No. The Penguins. The Sorry, the Penguins. Yeah, they got like, rid of get the big that... pylon boy. Yeah. They said there were other moving him or jack johnson and i guess they got a good return from mata so they oh i I'd, the i would rather have johnson and that's saying a lot that is saying a lot that is saying also a lot. awful this year yeah he's terrible but a lot of the Habs fans were like on twitter going like oh freaking bergevin like why why can't you sign or like there's a there's a, we're, we're terrible on the left side there's a left-handed d-man he's young trade for him and i'm like has yeah everybody watched the last like two <laughs> years of only mata he's probably not. not they're all just hyped up on that same you know young defenseman that was up and coming for Pittsburgh on those couple yeah. of teams. Like. Yeah, it's, it's the name it's the name value that he brings. That's, that's I, what I they're traded, taking. I, I managed to trade Olimata this in my fantasy like two weeks before he got traded for a second round pick in Sean Jersey. So like, I don't know what that guy was thinking, but um, I feel like I fleeced him. So I still have hope for him to recover and be a contributor. Yeah, I know. I don't like I've he was he's terrible, dude. I, he's a he's a pylon with it. a bandaid on it right now, but he he's a you know those pylons on the side of the street that that you can tell have been hit by cars and they're just <laughs> crumpled up and like you get you can you know that they're just never gonna be the same. Holy that's that's only Mata. I'm what a sorry. reference! What a reference! <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Okay. Well, uh, what about uh, there's this a, a little bit of an under the radar trade that happened with the Lightning and. Um, God, I don't know who he got traded to, but Ingram got dealt for a seventh round pick, I think. Wow, blockbuster. Well, Ingram was last year an AHL All Star, so 
this year he was playing in the ECHL and apparently he had a massive falling out with the Lightning and there was a bunch of uh, internal issues that happened. But he's got an attitude uh, problem apparently. Well, it seems like everybody has an attitude problem with the uh, the Lightning. Duran had true. one, Ingram had one, Jake Dodgson had one. Well, maybe like, maybe they're the Yankees of the NHL. That's they got I feel super probably what happens when you draft all skill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's working for them, but yeah, they got some outliers. Well, I remember Ingram in the World Juniors was like everybody was talking about how such a good guy he was, and he was like a team player, and he was like, remember he was the backup for for Hart that one year, Hart's first oh, year. Oh, that's right. He was the backup, and he was supposed to be like a really glue team guy, and he came out of nowhere and made the team. So, this one like really really surprises me. I think that there's something more behind the story. Like I, I think he probably felt like he should be the backup, and I mean honestly, AHL All Star, who's who's the backup in the Lightning, Louis Domingue. Yeah, he hasn't even gotten a shot yet at all. <laughs> hasn't played a game. Who is who's the guy that played this year? Like Pasquale, Eddie Pasquale, and and you're, like I don't know. So that's that, his name was Pasquale, I think. That's how you pronounce it. That's how they were pronouncing it on TV. I don't know, but anyways, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I'd be I'd be pissed if I was Ingram. I have this AHL All Star this year. I've got I just got demoted the next year to the ECHL. This thirty-five-year-old backup nobody is playing, and he gets his first NHL start, and I don't. And I'm supposed to be like, I- I'd be upset. I don't know. That's just me. No, though. fair enough. But you know, I, this was such a blockbuster deal. I didn't even see it happen. <laughs> so. Who did he get dealt to? Like, does anybody? Oh, I got it. He got dealt to the Predators. Oh, so maybe he could back up Saros in a couple of years. I think that's a really good situation for um, for Ingram actually for Nashville and the and the Predators or sorry yeah, he Ingram. Go, he can go and start in the AHL and then I think what is Rene has one year left on his deal after this. Yeah. Uh, yes. Two. So he can slowly. But if jump he plays well, like he'll still get a contract. Well, he's he'd be I think he's thirty seven at the end, so I, I doubt they give him a contract. I bet you. I bet you. Arena gets taken in the in the expansion draft, anyways. So, yeah, honestly, yes. So, all right. What was the next? What was the next deal? The uh, next one was the Jacob Truba deal, which was probably the biggest. The big one. That's the actual. So, so me and Ben were talking about before this. So, remember that Kevin Hayes deal that happened in the middle of the year, where Winnipeg sent a first rounder and I think a second rounder for Kevin Hayes. <laughs> yeah. Guess which uh, first round pick they got back? <laughs> that one. Jacob Truba. <laughs> that <Same> one. Same one. <laughs> So the trade was uh, Truba, a first and a second, for one year of Kevin Hayes, who signs a $7 million contract. Yes. (laughs) They got Brennan Lemieux as well, right? Yeah, they did get Lemieux. You're right. Holy crap. Not that that Brennan Lemieux is all that great, but... He's a decent fourth, third line guy. He can play up and down the lineup. Glue guy. Tough, physical. I don't mind him. He's fine. He's fine. He's serviceable. Uh, so he's young. Truba, that Rangers team, and I think I said this last podcast. I'm really liking the Rangers. Oh yeah, yeah. they've added so much this past year. Craftstock's coming in. Adam Fox, Truba. Yep. Now they, you know, they're going to get Capocaco or Jack Hughes. Like the, this team is gearing up to shoot out of a rebuilding phase and into the playoffs. Yeah. So remember how I was talking last podcast where I was saying I think the Rangers are missing that guy. 
like the the number one B man or whatever. Is he your the, guy? Yeah, like the, is that the man? So I think I think this is this is like as close as let, he can let's get. see what let's see what Trooper's got. You know what I mean? Like this is this is his chance. I think he signs a little bridge contract here, two or three year deal, and then tries to put up points. You know. Well, he wanted much. to be on the East Coast because of his um, his girlfriend or wife or fiance, whoever she is. Um, he had a two team list doctor. he gave to yeah Winnipeg, two team okay? list. That's. Oh. As I much think it as, was it was Detroit and New York were the two teams. That's kind of rough. So, I mean, Winnipeg's kind of in a shitty spot, right? But yeah, we'll see who they pick here in the draft. What um, do you do at that point? Do you just let you just wait for an offer sheet at that point? Um, you know, like, if you want them, you got to offer sheet them and give us picks, like picks on picks on picks, or do you trade them now for a defenseman and a? I think you just trade them. They didn't get anything though. Like they got Neil Pionk, who's okay. Oh, another pylon. No, 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 pylon. <laughs> no, because I think Trooper's basically saying like, okay, he'll he probably would play another year, right? Just one more year, and then he just walks for nothing anyways. So yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you got to get something for him, right? And then if you look at like the in the at the trade deadline, what you're gonna get for Truba? I mean, well, he's like, an that's RFA. What you're gonna get. He's an RFA still. This is his, I think this is this is his last year of RFA. Yeah, and he's, so and he's, he's a UFA next year. But it's not like his contract expires with him as a UFA. No, but I'm saying like if the only way he would sign a contract with the Winnipeg Jets is if they gave him a qualifying offer or whatever for one year. Because like yeah, and then you just let New York, him, right? Yeah, you let New York offer sheet him and you take the picks. But New York would just offer sheet him like a minimum like one year deal or whatever, so they they don't get screwed with their picks. And then Ottawa or Winnipeg matches that. He signs, plays for one year, and then leaves for nothing, anyways. Is what I'm saying. No, right? then you're getting the loophole. I, I don't know. I, I think, I think this is the the best they could do. I, I think they're in a really tough situation. Man. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people are criticizing them as well for, you know, not getting as much of a return. But their hands were tied behind their backs. So. They, they also got Pewink, right? So. Uh, I mean, I think he's serviceable. He's okay. Well, now I know he's an RFA though. They have, they have to sign him too. Now they have to re-sign Tyler Myers, which means Jim Benning can't overpay him three million dollars over what the market should be and screw us in the future. So I'm really happy about that actually because they're they're probably going to re-sign Myers. Like they kind of have to. I don't know if I, dude. I don't know if they can. They got like with the salary cap the way it's it's looking like it's going to be. They got to spend about uh, eighteen million on Lonnie and Connor, right? So. Well, and I don't know if they have that much money. Shed cap, so they shed a bunch of cap, yeah. Well, okay, hold on. Let me think positively that Jim Benny's not going to totally screw us because <laughs> someone's going to do it instead. They're going to keep him. Yeah, uh, the Jets have twenty-four million in cap space, so eighteen million. Uh, they only have fourteen players on a contract right now. They got to re-sign Tanev, Lindholm, Hendricks, Lane, Cop, Connor, Bolio, Morrow. Sherratt, Myers, and Neil Poink. They also got to re-sign Eric Comrie. Poink. So they got a lot of guys that got to re-sign, and they only have $24 million. And, and we don't even know what the salary so might be cap less. is. Yeah, that might be less. <laughs> it was crazy. We don't even know what the salary cap's going to be until Saturday. The draft is on that's Friday. Nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, that's it's, ridiculous. We're going to see no trades. I'm going to be at yeah. the draft in Vancouver, <laughs> and there's going to be no Gary Bettman coming up to the podium for everyone to boo, and him, you know, making a snazzy remark and saying there's a trade to announce. You know why? Because no team's going to make a trade. 
Well, maybe teams will sign some some more guys. Like, like the San Jose Sharks signed Carlson before they realized that the cap is wasn't going, going to be up. as high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shit. The, revert. The, revert. The, <laughs> Uh, no, the, the, Zane, the Sharks. Zane, there's going to be one trade, and it's Lucic going to be for Erickson. Oh at, no, no, no! It's going to be Sutter for Puliarvi. Sutter for Puliarvi. They want they you Oilers. They want a third line center. We got one for you. Nice Brandon okay. Sutter, shiny, Hold shiny on. new toy. No, 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 no! Look over here. The Habs will give you Paul Byron. Look this way. Look this way. No, no Brandon Sutter, elite two way shutdown center. <laughs> Paul Byron, third fastest skater in the NHL. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, well, the uh, Paul Yerby and his agent did say that he wasn't going to play for Edmonton next year. And he, no, if they didn't get a trade, he's going to go to Europe. And uh, Ken, Holland, Ken Holland shut that down. Oh, 100%. He's like, I'm not trading anyone because they want to be traded. If we can find something that works for everyone, then I'll look at it. If not, I'm not going to do anything. And I, that's Yeah, perfect. but what if, you, what if you won't play for him? Then he's going to Europe, and we then retain he's his going rights. Going to Europe. How long do you have his rights for? You keep his rights yeah. like f- pretty much forever. I saw somebody tweet that he only have him for one more year. Wouldn't you rather have something? No, like, that's exactly something not for true. him than lose him to Europe. Okay. Wouldn't you no, rather no. get something than lose him for, like to Europe? You keep his rights, so you could trade his rights at any time. Uh, that's true. Say he goes and you know is a point per game player in Europe. Someone wants to trade for him. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. What would you accept for Pogliardi? Yeah. Uh, f- probably a mid first. All serious. A mid first. A mid first. Bro, he's not even. I. He. It'd be hard to get and a second. Think for him Griffin right Reinhardt trade. No. I'd want that. I think. I think that's why nobody would trade for him, right? Like you look at Griffin Reinhardt, and it's like. Yeah, fair enough. But that's wild. what I want. That is well, the market okay. for well, that fourth overall. I think overall. you try. I, I think you fourth try and get a second. Yeah. I think you try to get a second and you fucking laugh and run away. A get away from that guy. Oh yeah. no! I think he's a massive bust. <sighs> I'll give you a third. I want him. I want him to try lost. one more year under this new management uh, group. He looks lost, man. You think him under Dave Tippett's going to be much better? I don't think so. I think that's part of the send reason him to why Montreal. He wants out so bad, too. Get, send him to Montreal to play with a bunch of Finns. We got the no, Finnish army no. over here. Send him to play with Pedersen, Calder, Winner. Yeah, we'll take your fifteenth overall pick, Grayson. Oh God, no, no. Fifteenth oh, we'll overall for we'll Puyarvi. I would give you. I would give you like Hudon, uh, and <laughs> one of our seconds. That's that's what he's worth to me. I don't know. That's that's good. Puyar- or like Puyarvi or like straight up Erickson. or like straight up Paul Byron or something. That's, that's literally what I would send you. I'll take Lucic if you give me Pugliarvi. How about that? Um, sure. Give us... Uh, Erickson. <laughs> and us the third. Pick this year. <laughs> give us your 10th and Erickson. Absolutely not. There's no way Pugliarvi gets anywhere near a first-round pick. No way. That's like saying... I'll, like. Vertanen is better than Pugliarvi, and Vertanen probably. Vertanen is not better than Pugliarvi. What? Grayson, oh, dude, neutral. I don't know. Give me the neutral. Yeah, I think I think Vertanen might be better. Thank you. Ah, oh, jeez. I don't. I oh, it's, hold on though. Sure, he it's, might it's, he it's, might be better right now because he's also four years older. But an actual developed Pugliarvi. Okay, hold on. Pugliarvi probably has more skill, 
and like a higher ceiling potential. Oh, like, yeah. That yeah, potential is running out real quick. But he's, and Vertanen has a role in the NHL and has shown that he can probably play that role in the NHL. So he's going to be an NHL player. Not like what he was projected to be, but at least he's going to be an yeah, NHL player. Third if, line, second line, fringe yeah. guy that can lay the body and score 15 yeah, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And Pujarvi, like, if he's not playing on the first, second line, he's not in the NHL. So no. It's kind of like, um, uh, what's his name? Yakupov. Good old nail. Should I wear my Yakupov jersey to the draft? I feel like that's bad taste. <laughs> no? <laughs> I think you should. I think you should do it. I think you should do it. Cause they'll, and then and then when like the Oilers announce their pick, you should stand up, turn, and turn like, around, yeah, turn around, and give her like the double thumb. In the yeah, back. I'll be on TV. I'll be on TV with my like beer. I'll be like sitting on the couch and be like, "That's my boy." That's, my boy right That's a great Instagram video right there. All right. Anyways, let's let's jump back to the Carlson shit because you know, we kind of got sidetracked. But he he did sign for eleven and a half million dollars for eight years. I think it was so. another bad contract. Bad Jesus, contract. that is I dude. He's not the same guy he once was. I keep saying it. Why are they, why Sharks are, why fans are, are in denial? They're in denial, and um, they're in denial, and they and they I, just got worse news that the cap's not going up. Like, what are they doing? I, I don't know, man. They got to sign, and you still have Pavelski, ten more people Thornton, to sign. Yeah, Don Skoy, LeBanc, Timo Meyer, and uh, like, Timo Meyer. If I'm if I'm Nyquist. the Canucks or the Oilers or Montreal, I am going after some of their young players right now because they're going to be in a cap crunch here in a year or two like a huge one they're going to have going problems they're not going to be able to resign they, all these guys going after the sharks young players yes like these what, what young players i mean <laughs> so they have two timo meyer i guess like I, yeah yeah say yeah, someone Colonel? offer sheets mitch marner wouldn't the smart thing for toronto to do is go offer sheet timo meyer 100 percent, absolutely because the sharks are going to have a, a why don't huge the, why don't the, problem signing. why don't the why don't the maple leafs just offer sheet Lane? Oh God! Oh, this is God. gonna be a. It's just gonna be a cluster offer sheet frenzy. Yeah, yeah. No, but like, okay. The, like, this is all I'm gonna say about the Carlson thing. The guy just had surgery again on his ankle or on his groin. His guy, he's got half an ankle left. He, he. Yeah, sure, he can put up points, but I don't think the guy can play an A two game season, and also and also play through the playoffs like we saw especially with the blues and the body they and the physicality they laid on carlson i don't think he can do it anymore i really don't and with that blue line and how it's assembled i don't think it makes a lot of sense to have burns and carlson on the same team i think you're spending this might be like an out of left field analogy but it's kind of like having two superstar goalies in the net you know what i mean like they're both competing for doing the same thing and i I get like you can split carlson and burns up and put one in t- on, on on each top four pairing but like then you you kind of both have your, both your pairings are kind of doing the same thing and you don't really have that shutdown pairing because their third line they don't have enough money to, to pay their third pairing demon right so mm-hmm. you're, and then you're like it's kind of like you're you're kind of forcing burns to play a role that he doesn't want to play because he's going to play with vlasic and then vlasic's a shutdown guy so burns kind of has to play against top minutes and it just doesn't work uh, i don't know so let's let's look back to what they gave up to Ottawa in that trade to yeah. to acquire him last year. Uh, and yeah. I just have it here. Um, they gave up Chris Tierney, Dylan DeMello, Josh Norris, Rudolph Balkers, a first round pick, a second round pick, another second round pick, and a conditional first round pick. That's a lot of assets. 
Okay, and you're but... telling me you're not going to go and try and sign him after that? No, no, no. I yeah, think that they were kind of handcuffed. You have to just, try, but you just have... crippled your team. The, the whole point of this conversation is they should have never traded for him. No. Should... <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole this whole scenario, they put they the, as soon as they traded for him, didn't everybody see this happening? Like this is exactly what was going to happen. Right? Well, that's the first thing we start talking about is is he even going to resign with them in a year? And they just gave up all these assets, and no one knows. And he did, but they, good they, Christ, they overpaid. They had to overpay because they gave up all those assets. They they put themselves in that that position, right? Like, I don't know. I'm calling it now, man. In like four to five years, the Sharks are going to be so screwed. A bottom dwelling team, and Carlson's going to be Ottawa. He's going to be a freaking yeah. Like he's not going to play. He's either going to be a 30, 40 game player, or he's literally not going to be in the league anymore. Like that guy is a walking. He's going to be the new Mike Green. Yeah, literally. Like yeah. They've crippled themselves. Yeah, but he plays like 30 games a year because he's injured all the time. No, he's making six million bucks in Detroit. He's fine. <laughs> Carlson will be making 11 and a half. He'll be fine too. <laughs> in Cali. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, all right. Well, the other name that was signed, and it was kind of before these other two guys, was Jeff Skinner, and he got a healthy paycheck another, from the Sabres as well. Yeah, big one. This one was kind of understandable, though, because it looks like he has a lot of chemistry with Eichel. looks like, you know, they, they get along. And he did provide a pretty valuable spark of life to that franchise because that franchise has been dead for a couple of years. So um, they had some hope. And I think they overpaid for him. I do. But like oh, a million yeah. and a half. A million, like kind of. I don't think it's as bad as what everybody's saying. I think he's probably a 30 goal scorer, 35 goal scorer. Maybe Eichel can turn him into like a thirty-five to forty guy consistently, but uh, we'll we'll have to see, right? Like he he definitely got overpaid, but he yep. I would so much rather overpay Jeff Skinner than Eric Carlson. Like not on every day of the week. Like yeah, he he's yeah, no, a guy that's gonna he doesn't he plays like he's a very healthy guy. He plays almost eighty-two games every year. He's gonna score um, thirty-five goals in the first half of the season consistent. and only five in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's consistent every year. He's a good player. He's a guy that you know you want on your team. And yeah, they overpaid probably by a mil, million and a half. But uh, it's a overpayment that isn't gonna come back to haunt them like a Carlson one would. How old is he? Twenty-eight. He just turned twenty-eight. Twenty, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah, and they signed him for seven or was yeah. it eight? I can't remember. Seven years, I think. Seven years. So. 33-34, I think that's okay. I think it's fine. It might turn out to be like the Corey Perry contract where like they have to buy back the last, the last years, two years. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think it's okay. So. By that time, the cap will be higher and it shouldn't hurt them too much. Let's finish up with that uh, before we get into like some of the mock draft stuff. Uh, Corey Perry just got bought out today. Um, me and Ben were kind of talking about it before the show, uh, saying that, you know, maybe he'd be a good fit on the Canucks on like a two or three year deal. Um, at like two or three million dollars, play that right side, give them some scoring depth if they can't land a Panarin or a, uh, I don't know, Nyquist or something like that. What What do you think about that? He's so slow. Would you Would you play him with Bo Horvat? Yeah, you play him with Horvat. Yeah, I. It, it all depends how he bounces back from his injury. The guy's like right. super old now. He's super what was slow. Wrong with him? Was it his knees? I think it was a uh, body injury. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah, 100% sure, but at the same time, like you're taking a risk on this guy. I don't think it could be anything more than a one-year deal. See, that's what I was ta- yeah. that's what I was kind of talking to Ben like about, but 
I, I, I think there's gonna be a team that gives him a two or three year deal. I really do. I would give him max two years, but I mean, he's thirty four. Thirty. Yeah, I, I wouldn't give him more than two years. At two. Yeah, million. maybe two. I don't. I don't know. Maybe like if if the guy can be a thirty point guy and play on like the third line, I mean. He has a role. He's a veteran, and, and he's and he's a prick. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he gets under people's skin. Oh yeah. I don't know. I got I got one more. It'll be, inter- it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens to him. One more contract he, that yeah no that's true. I well he's gonna find a team, but it's gonna be like it can't be more than two years, right? No one's gonna take a flyer on it's, that. It's just crazy. It seems like yesterday, 2011, he won the Hart Trophy. I know. He's, he's like, just falling off a cliff. Eight years later. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy father time yeah seriously one more contract that's not signed yet but looks pretty pretty much done is the edler one did you guys see the kind no, of the I term didn't. So this, i thought he wasn't gonna sign and then like you're i thought he wasn't either and then yeah. it looked like it looks like he's signing a three-year deal worth between five and five and a half within the expansion year the third year he has uh he's got a no movement clause the first two years but then in the last year he doesn't have anything so he's probably oh, that's good for so actually really good team friendly contract um yeah, i was good. surprised you know to get him at five five and a half yeah sign that that's that's good i think they yeah. can actually sign that i agree as long uh, but then friedman report it could be four years and that's see that's too long i can do three years but four years of edler how man, old is he 34 34 three years you definitely yeah, want to bring him back for sure pushing it. You want to bring him back, but you don't want to. Like you got to be careful because we got to sign. I don't. In a couple of years, you got to sign Hughes and Pedersen. And, you know, you just got to be careful with that cap hit. I don't know if four is the end of the world, though. No, and especially if he has, he, he doesn't have the no movement clause the last two years. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets picked, yeah, picked an expansion. Well, if he's if he's serviceable for the next two years. And then he falls off. It's not going to be that hard to move that contract if it's only like a four right, million dollar so contract. Well, it's, it's going to be five, five and a half. Oh, I'm I pretty see. sure it'll be. I'm pretty sure it'll have a no trade clause attached to it. Only the first two years. Yeah. Only the first In, two years. The entire thing. No, no. That's the thing. That's what they got passed. Is he? He has decided he after two years he's not going to have a no movement clause at all. A no movement so, clause, yes, because then he wouldn't be expansion eligible. But a f- no trade clause, so that way he uh, can get traded to a different team. I hope I Benning doesn't. I hope Benning says no to that. Because it'd be interesting. There's also like the Zaitsev stuff that's floating around the Canucks. No, which is <laughs> hilarious. Oh, but um, unless we get a sweetener, yeah. Like, no, there's. I'm so I'm so excited and I'm so scared for draft day and all these trades that Jim Benning has an opportunity to make. Like I am. That's not yeah, going to happen because no one knows what the cap is. And that's you know if that saves me from watching my team get crippled, all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not watch that. Speaking on the draft, um, is there any more rumors you guys want to, you know, talk about before we jump into the this this mock draft here? I don't know, Zane. Do you have any more? No, I think I think we're crazy good to... trade proposals. <laughs> uh, no, I'm all I'm all out of those. So I think it's time to step into the draft. I'm ready. Step man. into the draft. Okay. Well, so how we're gonna do it is I've made a list. Um, got my first 31 picks. I actually have like 100 and whatever players that I looked up this year. And if you guys don't know, Grayson is a like up and coming like amateur scout self proclaimed <laughs> yeah yes i wouldn't go that far i will say that i think there's about 45 players this year that could be first round picks so the first 
Jeez. Like, there's a lot of good players this year. It's very deep. Um, and there's a lot of different options depending on w- what teams need, what they want to go. So um, there's a lot of goal scorers. There's a lot of playmakers. There's a lot of good D-men that will go in the second round, end of the first. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting draft. So with that being said, let's start off with the first pick. Um, I actually was, you know, before the World Championship and a lot of stuff, I was like 100% Jack Hughes is going here, but Capo Caco played really well. Looks like a really good player. I'm still sticking with Jack Hughes just because he's a center, and I think that um, he's going to be better long term, and the the Devils need that. So uh, my first pick is Jack Hughes. Still, he's got a lot of skill. He's a great skater. He's one of the best skaters we've seen in a long time, like since McDavid. So um, he's basically Patrick Kane that plays center, which is nuts, right? So. Do you guys have any comments on that? That's a that's a high calling to love, live up to. Well, yeah, but I think the kid can do it, right? I don't know. He's got re- really, really silky mitts, and he's got uh, his feet are special. So I you've seen he, what his brother can do, and I think he's better than his brother. So yeah, and he's just got he's got that playmaking ability that Capo doesn't totally have yet, and yeah, well, he could Cap- get. But... Capo's the better player right now. But I think that Hughes is going to be the better player long term. I think Hughes definitely will be the better player long term. It might take a year or two, but I will say though, I I think that Hughes has about a twenty percent chance to like fully bust like Yakupov, like that yeah. bad. I yeah, he's he does scare me quite a bit just because of his size and ah, kind of turn into a Johnny Gaudreau in the playoffs. The NHL now though, yeah, like he played on a really oh, good that's Zane's favorite comparison so right good, there <laughs> in a not so good league, so. I don't know. Um, yeah, he does scare me a little bit, but I think that the upside is just too great to pass up on him. So, especially because he's a sediment yeah. and the Devils need like a one-two punch with Heischer and Hughes. I think that'd be massive for them going forward. Kind of like a, um, you know, like a Kuznetsov, uh, Backstrom kind of thing going on, right? Yeah. yeah. So well, we all know who the one and two pretty much are. Yeah. So the next pick is Kako. Or Capocaco, because self-explained. Power forward. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't didn't see his World Championship highlights, look him up. He's sick. So, I think the Rangers will be really happy with that. Either yeah. way, either player drops, the Rangers are pumped, right? Like, there's no better position than the Rangers right now. So, fuck the Rangers for being there, and I'm still pissed <laughs> off that they get the number two pick. And yeah, that's crazy. I'm not gonna get over that. So, so hmm. number three, this is where people vert this is where the do you think the draft the, starts uh, at three or the draft yeah, starts yes. at five? this is this is where this three. is where it really starts for me this is a huge so, pick i'm i'm going with the best player available here i'm taking bo and byram with chicago um i know they just traded for oli mata and he's 24 but i i just think that that left side is gonna need a guy there duncan keith is aging out um he- it's easier to draft forwards than it is defenseman. He is the best defenseman in this draft. It's not close. So you take the best defenseman in the draft, I think. He is a Duncan Keith comparable, right? Like he's the next coming of Duncan Keith, and who better to yeah. train? Yeah, he's he's a very, very good skater, too. Like than he's, Duncan Keith. He's actually got a... He's pretty physical, too, for a smaller guy. And uh, he's re- he's got a really quick release that he gets on net. So, like, he's... I think... I think the only other guy there is I think that they consider taking is Alex Turcotte, who I have at number four. We can jump into that pick. Um, I think the Avs need another centerman. I think the Jost is not – I don't think he's going to end up being that 
two center that they want. So I think he's going to end up being a three center. So they're going to need a two center. And that I think is Alex Turcotte, who does everything extremely well. He skates well, handles the puck well, shoots well. He, he does it all. So, yeah. Um, so the, those two guys, I think if it goes Turcotte, the draft goes completely different because I think Byram could maybe has the potential to fall a couple spots. But uh, if Chicago takes Byram here, I think Turcotte is the next safe pick. And, um, yeah. So who do you guys have ta- Chicago taking? Do you guys have them going in the defensive end or do you guys have them going to center? Uh, sh- I have Chicago taking Bowen Byram. You know, Byram. they need to replace that left shot D-man that Duncan Keith is fading away. They have Yokoharju who's kind of more like a Seabrook type uh, ask the the bigger defensive body and Byron would be perfect to replace Keith on the left side. You know, they have the forwards up front. They have the like a great top nine, I think, in a Taves Kane combination, De Brincat Strom, and then a a Saad and um Anisimov on the on the top nine there. I think their forwards are set. I think it's uh Bowen Byram on D is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think if they're Sorry, Grace. Yeah, go ahead, Ben. Um, I'll go. Go ahead. I mean, I, I agree, but if they don't pick Byram, that totally kind of flips this on its head because Colorado doesn't need Byram. Like, they have oh, Barry, they have Bakar. Yeah. Uh, like, they don't need. Do you take so him they, anyways? Uh, maybe, but I, I, I don't think they do. I really don't. I think they kind of go a different route, probably go forward to center type. No. And and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vancouver go, like, then that's when Benning's going to try and strike and straight up. Uh, or trade up to try and get Byron if he falls to five or six, right? Like he's already looking at trades for Detroit. Colorado really needs a centerman. Like, they need yeah. another guy. So and they guys don't need another right? puck moving defenseman at all. Like no, not no. at all. So so here like, here's yeah. the thing. Uh, I'll take you guys back a couple drafts uh, and when Seth Jones dropped a four and Nashville scooped him up. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of this situation with Bowen Byram? Yeah, Nashville didn't yeah. need the defense, but. They took him anyways and flipped him later for their the center that they needed. So that draft was a little different because the top four were pretty much the top four, right? And then if Seth Jones dropped out any further, it was just like the next player wasn't as close. Yeah. In this draft, after the top two, the next like ten it's guys so are all pretty close, right? So uh, um, I think Byron. I think Byron's. I do think Byron is three. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he three, is. I think. But he I don't is, think too. he's that far above. Like if if. And especially because of what Colorado has, I think Colorado is the one team that can afford to take a center over mm-hmm. him. So I would say, yeah, LA would jump on him. Right. LA like, needs forwards too, don't they? Yeah, but after after that, I don't think LA can let him drop anymore. No. So, but I think Colorado has like the McCarr. They have the Timmins. They have these yeah. guys on the back end. Well, they have Gerard. They don't need... Byram's in the spot um, where he's he's probably the third best, but it's not by such... Like, it's not big enough margin where maybe, Colorado has to take him. Like... So this is my scenario, too. I think... So if the, if Chicago and Colorado aren't going to take Byram, they know they're not, that, that's where I think a trade happens. Yeah. Where they try to trade down because yeah. it's, you're probably just wasting the value of that pick, Vancouver. right? Vancouver. So. Anyways, I have Chicago taking Byram and then I have Colorado taking Turcotte. Those are my picks. I think it's going to happen. So yeah. number five, I have a giant leap here. This might catch a couple guys off guard, but I got Cole Caulfield going fifth overall. This one surprises I think, me for sure. I think this is actually where the draft starts for me. I think Byram yeah. and Turcotte are interchangeable. If Chicago takes Turcotte, Colorado will take Byram, vice versa. So I think this is where the draft really starts, and, and Caulfield's a very interesting number five. 
Yeah, I I think that the I think it's a little uh, bit of a reach. The, yeah, I think it is too a little bit, but you look at the team and they they drafted a center last year. They got um you know, they they got Kopitar in that massive contract. I don't know what's going on with Velarde. He's a center if he's going to get healthy. But he's they have ghost. some defensive prospects. They got they, you know, they need goal scoring, I think is what they need. Um I think Jeff Carter's kind of aging out and this guy broke records he scored 70 72 goals this year in like 40 games he's playing on a superstar team yeah but i i mean some whether yeah well his shot is just lethal and another unknown fact about caulfield is his brother is actually 6'3 so some people are wondering if he might grow and that's... That sometimes doesn't help, though. How the like, hell did that happen? Skating. Yeah, yeah he just is not a lucky kid. But yeah, his brother's big, and he's not. So um, I think he's going to grow and end up be- being around 5'9". I really do. So, And I think his goal-scoring ability, his shot, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I, I don't think... That it, it's one of the best shots we've seen in a while. So his one-timer is deadly... And with what we've seen happen with the Brinkat, I think it's, I think teams are gonna be more open to it. And if this kid falls, I think this kid could be the seal of the draft. I really do. This kid could be like Caulfield could end up being the highest point potential guy. Maybe not point potential because he's potential. probably has more, but goal potential in the draft. So yeah, like this could be a forty goal score so i i think he could if you're that's, la you take that you, take you gotta that look chance, at the right? wrist side too you know he could not figure it out he, he's maybe not be physical enough and he might not make it there's that high risk high reward with this yep. pick but i i honestly like yeah, it sure. I, I think it's a great i think it's a good pick i i take the risk on him you can't how do you pass up a guy that scores that many goals like you, you can't so yeah no i don't think i don't think you can it's just too it's too good so the next guy i have is at six um which again uh, some people have him lower, but I have Zegras, Trevor Zegras, coming in six to Detroit. Um, I agree. Again, I think this kid's one of the most highly efficient or most dangerous offensive players in the draft. He's a deadly playmaker, super highly creative, and I think that's what Detroit needs. They need some more creative guys. I think he would look pretty good beside Philip Zadina. So, um yeah, I got Trevor Zegers going to Detroit. He's been playing center, right? Do you see him as an NHL center, or do you see him as a winger? I think he could play either or. Um, I know Detroit had some centers coming, so I could probably see him playing the wing. But, I mean, I think he's a good center. So, I would personally, for me, I'd play him center. I, I think he can play the wing, too. He did play wing for half the year, and then when Hughes went down with a little bit of an injury, and then he went to... Um, he went somewhere. He got called up somewhere, and uh, Zegers played one center minutes with Caulfield and played really well. So, all right. Well, next yeah. is uh, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. I got Dylan Cousins going. Uh, he's a good, reliable guy. Loves to handle the puck, have the puck on his stick. Fantastic skater. Good both ends of the ice, and I think that's exactly what Buffalo needs in a number two center behind Jack Eichel, and I think he fits perfectly in there. So, um. Yeah, I don't like this. Is this would be a slam dunk for Buffalo if Cousins drops to them? Uh, I know a lot of people have Cousins going as high as four to Colorado instead of Turcotte. So, um, 
I just yeah, don't see the same there's also people, potential. There's people having Cousins going outside the top 10 as well. So Yeah, it's true. It's true. It is just a because weird draft. He, he, he doesn't have the same, I don't think, ceiling as a lot of the other guys, like, offensively. But he's also probably got the highest floor. Like, this guy is an NHL player. He's going to be, I think he's guaranteed 60-point guy. And in your second-line center, like, I think that's fine. Um, think bigger sturdier faster ryan june hopkins hmm. maybe not as good of hands kind of thing you know so um moving on we got the whalers here so zane um i got them taking matthew boldy which uh this one was tough for me i, I it was between matthew boldy and the next guy kirby doc but uh i don't know i just feel like the oilers need some help on the wing and i think that boldy is probably a more reliable pick and i think the oilers really need a reliable pick right now they've kind of you know their draft history and especially with ken holland being his first year i think they should go with the guy who's gonna play and boldy's good at everything he's a good passer he's got a great shot like great finisher and i think he could really compliment be a guy who could compliment uh mcdavid on his wing and free dry settle to play two center minutes the only know? thing about boldy so. do you see him having that high of a ceiling you know a guy who's a jack of all trades uh yeah i think he's a i think he's gonna be a really good complimentary guy and the oilers also have those they already have the two you know dry settle mcdavid so they don't need a doc who's can carry a line on his own they need a guy who's gonna be able to finish and they need wingers and uh i think boldy's a wing it's, it's a perfect fit he plays left wing which is the weakest position on the oilers i believe so um, I think this is a slam dunk pick for them. Fair, but I, I think I've heard if if Kirby Doc is still at eight, the Oilers are going to be running to the podium to grab him. They yeah, think he they, is going five. Again, uh, we we can we can talk about Kirby Doc because I have him going the nine next one, to yeah. um, the Anaheim. So my concerns with Doc and why I don't have him going higher is his skating and his lack of commitment to engage physically. He's a massive guy. And it seems like sometimes he's, like, too caught up in his hands and the skill base where he doesn't want to use his body. And at the NHL level, I could see him getting in trouble. And um, well, that's not to take away from his hand. Like, he's probably got – his hands combined with how big he is could make him an offensive weapon. Like, he could be a very, very good player. But his skating is just average, and I don't know – I, I question some of his decision making sometimes. I know he's not that great um, in his own zone. So I've heard a lot yeah, about how he has a really good hockey IQ. Actually, yeah, maybe is that offensively know. or he, well, he's good at he's good at finding like uh, his teammates to pass. So maybe like yeah, his IQ, like his offensive awareness, is probably pretty good. But I'm talking more like uh, D zone transitionally. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like his his ability to find his teammates for passes is pretty sweet. Um, I mean, he was great in the Ivan Holinka last year when he was playing. Uh, he had, I think, three or four or five highlight reel assists. So he's he's got that ability, right? So yeah, uh, and sorry to bring you back to the Oilers here. Uh, the other rumor that the Oilers have had is that they're going to be they might take Philip Broberg. Broberg, yeah, Broberg. 
so we'll get to Broberg later, but he's not very high on my list. <laughs> he's he's farther down. Good to so, know. Um, Jake Vertanen of defense. Um, yeah, that's actually not a bad comparison. I yeah. One of them is a Swedish Darnell Nurse. Swedish Darnell? No, I think Darnell Nurse is gonna be better. <laughs> All right, well, um, definitely don't want him then. Yeah. <laughs> so number ten, we're moving into the Canucks. Um, I. This one's between Peyton Krebs and Alex Newhook. I went with Peyton Krebs. I'm sticking to my guns. I know he just blew up his Achilles, but, but they love with him. what all this stuff that the Canucks have said about him and how it just doesn't affect their views on him at all. Um, he, his cousin lives across the street from me. Like he's good. They're, they're good family. Everything. Um, this kid played on a terrible team this year. Is extremely un- underrated. Honest to God, if it was a different year, this is like a f- top five player this it's just his skating is elite his passing he's got a great shot is great on both ends of the ice um yeah for those that don't know that junior team he played on was worse than the edmonton oilers in comparison to the nhl oh they were so (laughs) bad like they're moving to winnipeg actually this year they're they're so bad they've been bad for a long time (laughs) wow and this is just purely i think the best player available so the reason i think Krebs is a better pick than Newhook here, and I'm the biggest Newhook fan. These guys can tell you I love Newhook, but Peyton Krebs has a way higher uh, floor, and his ceiling, I would say, is probably just under Newhook's. So I think he's a safer pick, but I think he also has that ability to surprise, and he's very underrated because he played on such a terrible team. So I don't think his true potential has been unlocked yet. And he's played really, really well whenever he plays internationally, so... I think, he's a, I think he's a great pick. The only concern, obviously, is the injury that happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's supposed to be not too severe, and it's supposed to be ready right before training camp. He's also 17, and uh, <laughs> he's young. He, it will heal. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's yeah. uh Yeah. I forget he's 17. He's so young. Yeah, so young. Okay, number 11. This is where... This is a pick where I had to think a lot about because uh, this guy has just climbed my rankings all year. And I think he's going to be the highest German-born player to be drafted since Leon Dreisaitl. So I got Moritz Cedar going at 11 to the Flyers. He's a big 6'5", right-handed defenseman that he's just all-around great. He's played well in every situation he's been put in this year. He played fantastic at the World Championships. He looks like he's ready to step in and make an impact. And this one, this this pick Wait, might be hurt by the recent trades. step in right now? No, maybe not this year, but next year. I think, give him okay. give him a year. But uh, yeah, like this guy can play. I think this guy is gonna play top line minutes and be real. Like he's gonna be a really good complementary piece to any offensive weapon that they want to use, like Gossip Bear or like I don't Provorov. I think he would look fantastic beside. So, I think this is like a a really good pick. The other name so, here is Soderstrom. Up. Can I? You have two def- two right shot defensemen under Philly. Do the trades that they just made this past few so, yeah, days change things? About. It might, but I don't think it does because the Niskanen contract is up in a year, so they're going to need to replace him anyways. And I think Cedar fits that perfectly. Like he's he's the guy that's going to step in and replace. And I mean, if this guy doesn't go in the top, if like if this guy falls under the top fifteen, I'm. I'd be, sh- I'd be shocked because, um, let let's just put it this way: Montreal has been talking about taking him at fifteen, and we have 
so many right-handed defenseman prospects. Like he's 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 really underrated and really good. I don't know if he's actually that underrated anymore. Um, every mock draft I've seen, every list I've seen, he's just climbed throughout the year. So a lot of people have him inside top fifteen, and a lot of people are, are putting him to the Flyers right now. So, but I, I think with that system too, like the Flyers, Broad Street Bullies, big physical guys, he's gonna he's gonna have no problem playing there. So I think that's a slam dunk pick for them. So that gives me number twelve. We got Alex Newhook, uh, center, and Minnesota needs help. They need some offensive weapons. They need centers. That's Alex Newhook. Great skater, can finish. Great shot. Good at both ends of the ice. High IQ. Has looked great internationally. I think this is just a slam dunk pick for them. So is Minnesota smart enough to take Alex Newhook? <laughs> Yeah, I think the other the other temptation here is Vasily Podkolzin, and I think they learned their lesson from Kirill Kaprizov, right? So, we'll see. or maybe they, they try and bring both of them over by getting them. Both. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But I think you t- you take the center, right? Center has more value, so yes. uh, New Hook is the pick for me. So that goes to thirteen. So the other guy that might have gone to the Flyers, other right hand defenseman, was Soderstrom for me. And I had Soderstrom from there for most of the year until recently. Um, so I've been falling to Florida. And, I mean, this kid is – he's a player. He's going to be really good. He's uh, – I wouldn't say he's an offensive weapon. He's more of a transitional guy. He's a really good skater, good stick. Um, under He's really underrated in his own zone too. So, um, yeah, I think he's a great pick for the Panthers. Um, really smart player, so – and right-hand defensemen are hard to come by. So, and I believe the depth on Florida's right-hand side is pretty terrible as well. So, especially with their young guys. So, do you so think, I think he's going to help? My, I guess my comment position. for for Florida is: uh, Do you see them getting tempted by maybe Spencer Knight at all? Considering, you know, Luongo's aging, Reimer's not really working yeah. out for them. Yeah. No, he was a consideration here. Um, there's actually three teams that I was really tempted to put. Uh, Spencer Knight to take Spencer Knight and it was Florida was one of them the other one was um, Arizona uh, and Colorado were the three teams that are I was really tempted by uh, I think Knight is gonna go I like honestly Knight's the one player on this list that was a he was really hard to put or try to narrow down where he was gonna go just because I do think that there's like Carey Price potential behind the Spencer Knight, so. Um, wow. But there's also like Jack Campbell potential, you know, like. Hey, Campbell had a good year this year. Yeah, he did. So. <laughs> only, only it took him um, eight years. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. So, I I don't see that with 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 Knight. I think Knight's a pretty slam dunk pick, but I do think that a lot of teams are scared by goalies just because, you know. Wild card. They and they take a while, so. Um. Okay, well, let's move on to 14. I got uh, Arizona taking Pod Colson. I think he's the best player left here at this position. Um, and, man, this kid's a workhorse. He, I think he's going to fit into the Arizona vibe with them taking Hayton and you know some other guys. They, I think they really like that player that is responsible both ends of the ice works hard every shift you know they drafted max domi same thing you know just that kind of like team guy and that screams pod cools and so i think he's gonna be well liked by arizona and i think it'd be crazy to let him fall any farther so 
I don't think this pick. I know he yeah. has two years left, so yeah. So before where, he's coming over, where so. do you think he would go if he was say willing to come over to North America? Oh, he's uh, a top right ten away. pick. He's top a top 10? ten pick. Yeah, I think I had him. I had him at the. I had him going to the Oilers at one point in the year, but I don't think the Oilers can wait two years for him. So <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a lot of situations actually with some of those teams. Um, but yeah, I would. I, honest to God, I wouldn't even be surprised if he went in the top seven. But isn't that normal for picks around that year to send them back to junior for two years? Yeah, the scary or is it the thing fact that you're him, not touching him in training might, camp or anything like that. Well, like, the scary thing with him is like, is he even going to come over after the two years? There's been people saying that he isn't even really interested in the NHL. So how can you not be interested? I've seen people. I've seen him say that he wants to come over afterwards. But you know, maybe is that what he said? I haven't, I I haven't read I've, anything like that. So. I think I've heard something like that, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I haven't read anything like that. It's always a toss-up. Uh, I've just read some teams say that they are scared, or a lot of scouts say that they're scared that he's going to pull Capers off, and it's not he won't come over until he's like 24 at least. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's going to be. Oh yeah. So that just scares a lot of teams. So, all right, number 15, we got my team, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so this one's this one was tough for me. There's. There's three players here that I really, really like. And the three players are Cameron York, Philip Tomasino, and Thomas Harley for the Habs. Uh, we need left-hand defensemen, and I think there's a couple really good left-hand defensemen left. Um, and we also need a right-winger and a guy who can finish, and that's Tomasino. So um, I, ended, I ended up going with Cameron York just because I think he's really underrated skill-wise. I think he's a really good skater. And uh, he's extremely smart. One of the smartest players in the, in the whole draft. So really underrated guy. And I know a lot of people like Harley here, but Harley scares me just because he's usually nonchalant and he's lazy a lot of the time. Although he's very good defensively. And I would say his comparable is probably close to Thomas Shabbat, which is pretty That's sick. Yeah. So yeah, he's just got kind of scary, like, he, I, like honestly, he's either Nathan Bolio or he's Thomas Shabbat. Didn't they say that about Petrangelo as well? Using very nonchalant, yeah, very you know, yeah, looked like he didn't really care, but in fact, he yep. was you know playing the game a completely different way, and you yep. know, it was turned no, into yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I think um, he has the potential to be honest to God. He could be better than Bowen Byram. He could be Thomas Harley, but he's. Uh, kind of scary in his own zone. Thomas Harley, wow. Pretty, pretty suspect in his own zone. Like, uh, pretty terrible. And he's makes the stupidest, dumbest plays where he just like chips the puck to nobody to like literally the other team. And it's like, what are you doing, man? I, I don't understand <laughs> what you're doing. So, and then other times he just skates up the ice, like no effort required, shoots the puck on goal with like a hard wrist shot, bar down, easy peasy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, what what the hell? Jeez. So, I just think it's the the consistency there is pretty scary for him to go any higher. So, like, let's be clear, he's ranked ninth overall in NHL Central Scouting. So, Thomas Harley. So he's huh? he's a player. Um, but yeah, no, I have them taking Cameron York. I think he's a safer pick, and I think he's really underrated, and I like him a lot. So, that's my guy, uh, number sixteen, Colorado. So this is one I thought that they could go Spencer Knight here because they already took um, uh, Turcotte. And I think this is very reasonable to say Spencer Knight here, but 
I think with how Grubauer played, um, he's 28th. I don't know if they feel the need to draft Spencer Knight. And I had them taking Philip Tomasino just because he was the best player 5-on-5 five five this year um, in terms of goal scoring in the OHL. And I know the OHL had a weak draft year, but still he put up, I think he had 50 points uh, five on five, and I think 45 of them are primary points, which is a lot. And the rest, I think he had 30 more points were all power play and stuff. So 50 points, five on five, when he played only played 55 games is a lot of, a lot of points Yeah. when you're not taking into consideration special teams. So, um, yeah, he's reminds me a lot of Max Domi and I, I really like him. So, um, no, yeah. say Spencer Knight's gone. You think they're going forward no matter what? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So if Spencer Knight goes like the Florida or Arizona here, I this is the pick. So that might have weighed into it too. It's just like it looks better on my on my mock draft to say like, oh, I got that pick right because like, you know. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I like honest to god, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Knight goes here. Honestly, it's probably a better pick, but uh, I think they're just gonna be scared. And with how Grubara played, I just don't see it. So. Okay, moving on to Vegas. This is where I have Philip Broberg going, seventeenth. Uh, no, before so, you Broberg, start, before you start with yeah. this, what yeah. if Spencer Knight gets drafted to the Vegas Golden Knights? You get it, Knight Knights? No. Oh, I no see. What just yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Nice. That was saying. so funny. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Round of applause for Zane. No, I. Um, I haven't taken Broberg. Uh, I mean, his potential is clearly there, but I think the guy is dumb as bricks. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I I don't know if he. I don't know if he's gonna make it in the NHL. Just like he's gonna play. I just a lot of people are saying he's like Victor Hedman. I think he's more like Matthias Ekholm. Um, the defensive Jake Bertan. Ekholm's not man. bad. No, he's not bad, but he's not like. Ekholm's a pretty a solid eighth. top four he's defenseman. Not, he's he's not an eighth overall pick. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, Broberg. Well, I mean, to... it is the Oilers. He's a first round pick. It he's is 100 a first round pick. Yeah, he's 100 percent a first round pick, but he's not. Um, like a, he's not a Victor Hedman, which everybody's everybody's screaming like, "Oh my God, he's Victor Hedman! He's Victor Hedman!" Because he's big, skates super well, and has a decent skill. So he does have these flashy plays where it's like, "Holy sh- shit, this guy's." elite and then he has other plays where like he when he's playing as men he just looks non-existent because he looks lost and he doesn't have the confidence to make those plays that's scary so it is scary maybe maybe he just needs some years to develop but again if your team doesn't know how to develop a player like that then it's just a waste of the pick so but again he's probably um he is one of the best skaters in the draft there's a lot of really good skaters in this draft and he's he's up there so uh, yeah, 17 is Philip Rubberg. Going into Dallas, I got uh, Arthur Kaliev, who's kind of been yeah, this seems a story low. of this draft. This seems low yeah. for a guy yes. who had, what, 102 points? Yep, yep. He had a lot of points. I think it was 102. Um, so the number one reason why he's this low is all, I think half of his points, 50% of his points came on this power play, which is terrifying. And uh, I think more than half of his points, actually, 60% or something like that. Ooh. And he also can't skate very well. <laughs> he 
I mean, he's, he's average. He's fine, but he's not gonna, He's not the type of guy that will go down and make a play and score. He's got a really, really good shot, and he knows where to be in the offensive zone, which I think um, is good for him. And I, I, I think he's going to be an NHL player. I really do. But uh, he's definitely scary. Like, he's either boom or bust. A lot like we are talking about Pugliarvi, where if he's not playing on the top two lines, he's not in the NHL. So... I think it's comparable is Michael Del Cole, where it's like, you know what I mean, like that that kind of that kind of guy who, if he can shoot it and he can find open ice and shoot it, he's gonna score. But the skating really holds him back. So that's my take on Arthur Kaliev. But I think there's a lot of skill there. Nineteen, I got Thomas Harley. We just talked about him. I think I covered him pretty well. Yeah, he's a big guy skater. Ottawa um, has the nineteenth overall pick this year. Yeah, and we we talked about Thomas Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah, they're both left. Um, they're both left shots, so I'm not sure how that only works. But uh, you know. I think he's just. I think he's just the best player left here. Yeah, fair um, again, they could go Spencer Knight. <laughs> I mean, Spencer Knight could easily go here, uh, but I just think they're not. He's not going to go here because it's pretty scary when you only have one first round pick to take a goalie, especially when you're in That's a rebuild mode. Right? You need you need to hit. So <laughs> yeah, um, they traded away their other first round pick. Yeah, so we'll just quickly move on to... Uh, this is Winnipeg's pick now. It was the Rangers. I haven't had time to change his pick, but I had Vili Hanola going here. And I think he probably fits still fine with the Winnipeg Jets. And he's the best player left here, which is why I had the Rangers taking him. I think he's... Offensive guy. Not the best skater, but when he's got the puck in the offensive zone, this guy's the best defenseman in the draft, in the offensive zone, on the blue line, in the draft. Like, he's just, he's re- he's really good. Gets the puck through, makes good decisions. I don't like him because he's terrible on his own end, and he takes stupid penalties all the time, and he's small, and he can't skate, but... <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of my grapes against him, because a lot of people have him going to Montreal, and I hate that pick, so... Um, I have him high just because of his... He's got a lot of warts, but if he figures it out, hey, he's gonna be a really good player so number 21 i got Raphael lavoie this is your boy and lavoie yeah this is the guy we talked about like one of the on our one of our first like times meeting yeah oh yeah, the phone. yeah remember yeah. that yeah 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 no i, I was showing you highlights of him right? <laughs> yeah that was like one of the first times all three of us go on the phone <laughs> yeah no he's dude this guy has terrifying skill and the, <laughs> some of the plays he makes is like holy shit and then you watch him some games, and it's like, hmm, is he playing on the fourth line tonight? Is he a healthy scratch? Like, where the hell is he? So, um, yeah, no, this kid has the talent to be a top ten pick, but he just doesn't show it every night. So, um, yeah, he's a scary pick. But with Pittsburgh, they're going to need some help. They're going to need some goal scoring. They're going to need some guys coming in here, and I think he's a good pick for them. So, uh, if there's anybody you can show him how to play, it's going to be Crosby and Malkin, right? So. <laughs> And I think he has a lot of similarities to Malkin. He's a big he's dude. Big, he's a big. He's big like Malkin. He's got a lot of skill like, like Malkin too, and he can skate. So, yeah. I mean, if he can figure it out, if he can put it together and be consistent, this kid is going to be a really good player. So, going into number twenty-two, we finally have the goalie coming off the board. Los Angeles Kings select Spencer Knight. <laughs> um, I think with Quick getting older. I know Cal, they have Cal Peterson and Jack Campbell there, but I, I just don't think you let this guy drop anymore. 
Uh, and with the Kings having the fifth pick, I think they can afford to take Knight here. And I don't think you let him drop any lower because he's, again, got that carry price potential, right? So yeah, This was Toronto's original pick that they traded uh, for Jake Muzzin. And Would it be something if uh, they traded away Rask and then they traded away a pick that ended up being Spencer Knight? That would be pretty funny, but they, they do have a goalie now, so it's not like it's a, that big yeah, of a deal. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, yeah, again, Knight, really good at reading the play, doesn't ever look like he's out of position. He's always calm. He doesn't have to make the athletic saves, even though he's very capable of doing so. And another really underrated part of his game, which is why I compare him to Carey Price, is his puck handling ability come a long way this year and he can move the puck to his defenseman help help teams break out of their own zone and that helps so much for defense yeah like which makes him that elite potential like I, i think that's why honest to god i don't think it's a bad pick like you were saying florida taking him 13th overall that's not a bad pick i think that's a that's a great pick but i just think that some gms are gonna be scared to because goalies have that stigma about them you know so all right, uh, heading into number 23 here with the Islanders. Uh, another best player available pick here, I have Ryan Suzuki, um, the younger brother of Nick Suzuki. Would not uh, be surprised for him to go to Montreal as his brother is there. I think it'd be very surprising at this point. But um, yeah, Do, no, Could you see them trading back? No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. Just no go on, not sold on Ryan Suzuki, or what's the what is the? No, I I'm not the biggest. He's nothing like his brother. He's a pure playmaker. Doesn't like to get physically involved. He's very smart like his brother, and he's a good passer. But he doesn't have the same shot as his brother. Um, but he does have his better skating, so that's good. But he's very one dimensional, and I think at the next level, he's gonna probably be pretty easy to shut down. But he does have a lot of talent, and the skills there, and the playmaking ability is it's definitely it's there and it it could blossom into something beautiful so um i don't think the islanders can pass up on that and i think he could be a really good uh number two piece behind barzell there so yeah that's my take on that one 24 the nashville predators they're taking bobby brink um i don't know if you guys know who this is you guys know who bobby brink is no oh no cool (laughs) Okay, well, this kid is uh, played in the U.S. or um, in the USHL on the best line in the USHL, and he exploded offensively. He is a playmaker, all around stud. And the only problem with him is his skating a little bit scares me, but the rest of his the rest of his game it just screams offensive weapon. He's so creative. He's so good at getting passes through. He can finish plays. There's so many of his his highlights and his his teammates are just tapping in goals from passes from him. So he's he's exciting for me. One of my favorite players in the draft, actually. Um, I think this kid could go as high as 16, honestly. He he's, had more goals than assists in the USHL this year. He did. He did. Which is kind of scary, but yeah. he's He's got a very underrated shot, but um, I think he's going to be more of a playmaker at the next level personal um number 25 washington um so this kid is i got them taking tobias bjongfurt um who was what a name who was sweden's number one defenseman ahead of broberg and the captain of the swedish team 
Um, again, really, really good skater, really good, smart guy. He's going to be an excellent two-way defender in the NHL. He's makes fantastic passes up the ice. He's got decent hands, and I think there's a lot of untapped offensive potential there. But uh, if you need a guy who can transition the puck up the ice super fast and make smart plays, Bjornfurt is your guy. And uh, again, super reliable, which is why he was the go-to guy in that Swedish team and not Broberg. So, yeah, I got Bjornfurt going there. And then next is uh, 25, or 26, sorry, the, the Flames. I have them taking Samuel Poulin. Big power forward, um, plays the right side, uh, loves to finish around the net. Uh, he's pretty much your stereotypical big power forward guy. And uh, he's also an above average skater, so that helps for a big guy. But uh, he's also one of the most physically developed guys in the draft. So, yeah, I think is, he could step in pretty quick. a guy that could be ready next year? Yeah, I would say a year, maybe a year. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he, if he played like – you know, the first couple nine games mm-hmm. with them or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's he's a big dude, so. All right. Um, number 27 is, this is, this is the guy. This is my gem pick of the whole draft. This is my Braden Point pick from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh. I have them taking Jamison Reese um, from Sarnia. Now, a lot of people have him going from in between 40 to 50 but i have him going in the first round i've seen a couple other guys have him going in the first round to this exact team and he just screams lightning to me everything about him he's got so much skill it's untapped his skating looks a little wonky but he gets up the ice with speed it's fine kind of like brendan gallagher style where like you know his his stride's a little wonky but he has speed and he gets up and down the ice he's a little smaller but he's also super feisty um and he scores highlight real stuff his hands are super underrated he was canada's best player arguably at the u18 world championships and he yeah he does it all uh he's just a little bit of an unknown commodity just because he was hurt this year and uh, his point production kind of you know didn't really reflect How good that but i think yeah i mean all I'm going to say is look up some of his highlights, um, his skill and his, his uh, what's, what do you call it, um, elusiveness and creativity with the puck is is good. And his compete level is off the charts, so I think he's a, he's a great pick for the Lightning at 27. And it's just right up their alley, too, taking that kind of more unknown guy and with a lot of potential. I think that, that scouting staff is going to – I I think it's – I'm pretty confident he's going to go Lightning, actually. So, 28, I got Nicholas Robertson. Uh, pure goal scorer played this year on the Peterborough Peets, I believe. And he's a little bit of a smaller guy. But, man, this kid has a shot. And, um, yeah, when he scores, he finishes, like, post in, bar in. Like, his shot is highly accurate. And it's hard. So, he's a little bit more of a little guy. But, um yeah, this, this kid played really well for the U.S. as well um, and kind of rose his draft stock and made me take him over a guy like Braden Tracy or uh, Dorobiev, who I have early second round. So, um, yeah, he's a goal scorer. Carolina needs goals. I think it's a good pick. Yep. Number 29, Buffalo. I got Lassie Thompson, right-handed defenseman. This kid has Lassie. a Shea, Shea Weber cannon. Wow. Absolute bomb from the point. 
like, I, 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 this, he can fire the puck. It's, again, one of my favorite defensemen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes higher. Some people were saying he might go to Montreal at 15 again. Uh, I've heard people say he might go higher to, like, Vegas. So, this kid could climb. Um, he's a really good skater. He's from Finland and played in, um, I think, the the league right, before, right below Liga last year. And he played, not last year, the year before, when he was 16. Uh, he played really, really well. So, he played for the Kelowna Rockets last year. Had about 50 points in 60 games. Pretty sweet. Um, and he's going back to Finland to play in the Liga next year. So it'll be really interesting and good development for him to play against men next year. So, um, yes. 30, I got Niels Hoglander. And this kid has the best hands in the draft. It's not close. He has, is a magician with the puck, highly skilled. And um, I think Boston's going to need some high skill guys moving forward. Honestly, he Although sounds does... like a Buffalo pick for some reason. Hoglander? Yeah, he just sounds like a Sabre. Yeah, he does, hey? So <clears throat> I, I. I don't know what I, it is I about put Lassie Thompson. I put Lassie Thompson to Buffalo, um, just because I think they're. I think they're gonna need a guy to play behind. I don't know if they're trading wrist lining. What's going on? There's some rumors there too, so, and their right-handed defense is a little weak as it is, especially their their prospects. But Hoglander could play there. Um, I think he fits that mold. You're 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 right. Like skill guy, he could play. Uh, is Skinner a left winger or right winger? Left. Okay, so he wouldn't be he wouldn't be on the first line, but he'd play the second line. So maybe with cousins or something like that. But um yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't some people have Hoglander going in the inside the top twenty, so he's got a lot, a lot of skill. Like a lot of skill. Um, but you know, as with all skill guys, sometimes the compete isn't there and um he's just gotta figure it out mentally, I think, is the biggest challenge. But he's got a lot of skill. And some of his goals and highlights are pretty insane. So, um, yeah, Niels Hoglander. And then number 31, my last pick. Last Anaheim, pick of the draft. Or the last first pick round. Or of the first round, yeah. Uh, again, this guy came out of nowhere, literally within the last two weeks of me. And I've watched a lot, a lot of him, and uh, he's really impressed me. And I've just loved him. And it's, I don't even know how to say his last name 100%, but it's Robert Mass. Master Simone, I'm going to go with. Um, Master Simone, yeah, sure. He might have the best shot in the draft, close <clears throat> to Cole Caulfield. Really? The kid can shoot the puck. Oh. Yeah, he can shoot. He can finish. Everything I watched about him didn't leave me wanting more. It satisf- satisfied me. And, um, yeah, if this kid is sitting there at, like, 35 or 40, I'm going to be screaming at Montreal to trade up and draft him. Like, screaming. Like, this is... I would love if if this kid falls to Montreal, I'm I'm good for like I'm good forever. Montreal's next pick is wow. 46, so that's gonna that might oh, take. He's ranked bit. around he's ranked around the 40 spot, so I have him up higher. Mm. 40 spot, like where the Canucks pick. Mm. Yeah, exactly where the Canucks pick. Mm, that sounds nice. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, his skating needs some work, but the rest of his game is it screams goal scoring at the next level, so. Uh, and I think his skating has it, it improved as the year went along. Like at the start of the year, it was pretty bad, and at the end of the year, it was not so bad. So I think that that's, that's a, good sign. a really good sign. That's a really good sign. So um, yeah, I think he's going to be another gem pick, Robert Mass Mastro Simone. But yeah, that wraps up my my top thirty one there. Um, 
thoughts on anything that stood out to you guys? What you guys? What you guys think? I uh, I think it was pretty pretty decent. Like yeah, you, you had some reaches at the end there, but you know the the yeah yeah the last those bottom last picks are gonna be picks. all over the place. Like yeah, for sure. I just put the guys that I I like the most there. I think, and then I kind of hope it the scouts see the same thing, and I'm like, and if they do, it it makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> Or I, later I on when it. all your picks are, you know, panning out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can yeah, look back true. and say, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I liked it overall. The only thing is I thought Broberg was low. Um, I thought, I think he'll get taken more top 12-ish. Other than that, I mean, I just don't see what you take him, though. Like, I don't, I don't know... Like, I was looking at all these other teams, and I just think there's better options. I think you can switch him into the Philadelphia spot almost. Philly is so loaded on the left side, man. And I think Cedar's better than him in every way, except skiing. Huh. But Cedar isn't a bad skeeter. And That'll be one to watch out for, for sure, then. Like, I, that, that's the thing. I was looking to move Broberg up, and the only team that I thought could would take him is Montreal. And huh. it doesn't sound like they're that, all that interested in him, so... Yeah, the highest I had him too was was Florida was the other team. Gotcha, but I think Soderstrom's better than him too. So yeah, I, I I agree. He's got some red flags for sure. Like you look at his package and it's just like it screams elite talent, but you watch him play and it leaves you wanting more every time. So. Gotcha. All right, how many? Uh, what do you, what percentage? Do you think you're gonna get out of all these picks? Like how 30, many? Correct. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. That's not that high. No, nope. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But I think this year is hard. I think this year is hard, man. Yeah, and so. one pick can can screw over your entire oh, yeah. draft. Yeah. Like, yeah well, if that, that if, three pick, if that Turcot, Byron pick, yeah. Yeah. If then let's say I do. I would probably get less than five. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I won't even get. Maybe I won't get a single one right. Maybe Kako will go first and that screw would be impressive. everything. That would, that would be, be impressive if you do not get a single pick right. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hope let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> All right. Well, this podcast has been a pretty long episode. Thanks everybody for you know sticking, sticking around. around. If yeah, you, if you yeah. listen for the draft, let me know. Maybe shoot us some comments below on uh, on, the, on our Twitter page at uh, at Hockey Heaven Pod. Uh, your thoughts on the draft, some of the free agent signings. Um, next episode, we're going to cover post-draft stuff, thoughts. We're going to see if I did, in fact, go 0 and 31 <laughs> or if I got my 30%. Um, some Maybe some trades that happened, free agent signings, and uh, maybe some future outlooks for some teams and what our plans would be to fix them or something like that. Um, so stay tuned. we got some content coming. It uh, should be a little bit more consistent now that we're into the offseason. Yeah. Uh, we're not waiting for series to be over, so... Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.